This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, new software designed to help local retailers compete against Amazon. The FCC taking aim at robocalls and smartphones you can fold up and put in your pocket. We'll also hear about weatherizing your home for the winter, technology to help infants learn, and a guy who wants to legally change his age so he can get more dates online. All this and more coming up. A global manufacturing company that was founded in the 1800s and is headquartered in the Akron-Canton area is moving into a new line of products they're hoping will bring them new customers and prosperity. Diebold first started making safes and evolved over the years into making products like armored vehicles and point-of-purchase systems. But now, since their merger several years ago with the German company Nixdorf, their new focus is on software. Diebold Nixdorf Director of Retail Strategy, Dave Kuczynski you think about retailers and the situation that they're in today and the competition from Amazon, software is going to play a, a major role in everything that they do going forward. It's not necessarily about the product placement and pricing strategies today as it is about providing consumers a, an experience that is up to par with what they experience in e-commerce. What is it that you're doing with software that is enabling you to move into this new space? Just recently, we were at a, a trade show in Las Vegas called Money 2020, and we announced two partnerships there, one with Google and one with MasterCard. The Google partnership is really about us supporting efforts to enhance and enable shopping experiences at every touch point across the customer journey. So if you think about the customer journey today in retail and the way it works, it starts at home in doing research and looking things up online on Facebook, through Google. And then based on that, our partnership with Google enables us to use our Dynamic Engage suite to utilize Google's local feed partnership program. And what it does is it enables us to provide those local retailers with information about local inventory ads and, and they're able to target market customers that are in the market for a given product. Meanwhile, one of those brick-and-mortar retailers, Walmart, is continuing its efforts to compete with Amazon as well. CBS's Brian Banmiller explains. Walmart is planning to open a version of its Sam Club warehouse store in Dallas under the name Sam's Club Now. First, shoppers will download the Sam's Club app, then use that app to scan items they put in their carts. When it's time to check out, they take their stuff to a Sam's Club worker who will scan a code on their phone. The app will also be used to improve overall shopping experience by displaying information about products and pulling up a store map to help you find items. A business model similar to the Amazon Go stores opening in various cities. Except in Amazon's case, there is no worker interaction, and the entire shopping trip is done through your app. Experts say this is just another way Walmart is trying to curve some of the marketplace dominance by Amazon. Earlier this month, it's also expanded its same-day grocery delivery through Instacart to match Amazon's deliveries through Whole Foods. We've been hearing a lot lately about self-driving vehicles being developed, but what we haven't heard is a lot of consumers being really excited about actually buying their own self-driving cars. There is, however, one really big consumer, the U.S. Army, that's very interested. Jeff Gilbert tells us why. Jeff Langhout, who heads the Army's vehicle research team, says a lot of lives are lost in supply convoys. If we can get into the autonomous business to where those vehicles 
can, can get where they need to get without soldiers being in them. That translates, obviously, to safety for our soldiers. The Army has done some testing on roads, but a lot of testing is done in private. There's a whole bunch of stuff we want to do out in the, in the general public, but, you know, we got to get everything worked out before we get out into the general public. The Army is also experimenting with technology that connects vehicles with each other and with the infrastructure. With the Core Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert. And speaking of cars... A challenge to get serious about zero emissions. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. General Motors has challenged the Trump administration to make national the requirement some states already have that a certain percentage of all new cars be zero emissions. That means battery or fuel cell electric. A car maker like GM wants that because it opens up a broader market for these kinds of cars, which right now consume an enormous amount of R&D spending and are not where the profit is in the car business. Too few of us buy them. Many auto industry and market analysts, though, say let car buyers determine what should be in showrooms. And the Union of Concerned Scientists objects because they feel GM's national targets would actually end up being lower than those in some of the big populous states who already do this. And the UCS says no development around electric cars should be allowed to distract from the big game, cleaning up combustion engines, which will rule the roost for at least the next decade. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. Winter weather has officially arrived here in northeastern Ohio and in many other parts of the U.S., so what can we do to save money and energy while staying warm and toasty at home? Rich On tells us how. Number one, plug in an electric ceramic heater. This is the alternative to the portable natural gas heaters, and newer models are more efficient than ever. Number two, window insulation. A combination of blackout curtains, cellular blinds, energy film, and good old-fashioned weather stripping can reduce your heating bills by a fifth. And three... Call the U.S. Department of Energy. The DOE offers a weatherization assistance program that, in the last 30 years, has provided assistance to more than 6 million Americans nationwide. Contact your local state weatherization program to see if you're eligible. I'm Rich On, and this is your Green Air Minute. For more tips on saving green while being green this winter, visit GreenAirRadio.com. FCC is finally stepping up to help consumers by taking action against all those annoying robocalls that pretty much everybody gets day and night. CNET's Ian Schur reports. The chairman of the FCC is actually reaching out to the heads of AT&T, Comcast, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, Google, all of the usual suspects. And he is saying that he expects that they're going to have new technology in place next year to help combat this. And this new technology, which is basically, think of it as kind of an authentication system, right? It makes sure that the person calling is actually calling legitimately from the right number, that that would cut down on these things. You know, a lot of the hackers out there and the people who use robocalls are doing it through uh, software that basically pretends to be another phone number. And they're able to pretend that you're they're a local number inside your zip code or inside of your area code, and that's what you're more likely to pick up, usually somewhere else on the other side of the world. And now from the calls you're getting on your smartphone to the size and shape of the phone itself, there's something brand new on the horizon. Jim Taylor has the story. It could be what the smartphone industry's been looking for to revive a market mired in an innovation lull and a sales slump. Introduction of phones featuring flexible screens that can be folded in half without breaking. It could make the devices more versatile for work and pleasure by increasing screen space without making phones too big. Samsung already providing a glimpse of a foldable screen device it's going to release next year. 
Jim Taylor, CBS News. There's also something new when it comes to helping kids learn. Screen test. I'm Bob Carson with the Discovery Files from the National Science Foundation. Researchers at the University of Connecticut and the University of Washington are looking at the on-screen learning behaviors of the youngest population ever studied for it. Nine-month-olds. No, they didn't plop them down in front of a flat screen spewing out cartoons. The video material involved language learning. Turned out, babies who watched with another baby, a peer, were more likely to learn language from on-screen instruction. Learning with a social partner provided increased learning stimulation and motivation to learn. 31 infants made up the study group, either paired with another or watching alone. The scientists measured patterns of neural responses. Paired infants showed indicators of more mature brain processing of the sounds. And the more often new, unfamiliar partners were paired with the infants, the better the baby's results. Previous studies have shown children learn language better from live humans than from screens. And it may not be the screen that's the issue, but the lack of interactivity. The new findings highlight the importance of social interaction for children's learning, especially for screen media. A strong indication that when it comes to screen learning in infants, two is better than one. Last week, we had a story about catfishers who scam people, mainly women, on the internet by pretending to be somebody they aren't on dating sites. All this, of course, in order to con them out of money. Well, this week, we have a story about a guy who also wants to scam women on dating sites, but he wants to do it legally in a completely bizarre but certainly novel way. Deborah Rodriguez has the details. If you can change your name and gender legally, Emil Rattleban believes you should be able to change your age, too. The 69-year-old Dutchman is suing his local government in the Netherlands to legally become 49. His ultimate goal? To get more dates on Tinder. Rattleband tells the BBC he's not getting many on the dating site as it is. He says being 69 also makes it more difficult to get a mortgage. And being younger would offer him inspiration and hope, he says. A ruling on his request is expected in about a month. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at waki.net.